Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. All right. Hey, world. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And that's all we do here. Located in the heart of the Black Wall Street at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we got a great show for you today. Hey, Miss Sansare won't be here. Uh, she's got some other things. She's trying to be an actress. So, you know, she's acting in all of these uh, plays and stuff like that. And I say, hey, I support her 100%. So with that being said, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And also on Saturdays from 12 to 2. And for people in Tulsa, look out for 89.9 on your FM dial we're going to be broadcasting. We're going to let you know when we're going to roll it out, doing some test marketing right now. So, hey, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Also, Juice Radio Show every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. They're headed up by Ramal, the hometown heat. That's my boy right there. Him and Trey, my son, they be getting, it, getting in it to win it. So, you know, get involved with the Juice Radio. Speaking of the Juice Radio Show, We've been doing fundraisers for the Juice Radio Show. We're taking them to Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to visit um, CNN News. You know, we already got it all set up. Uh, MLK Center. Yeah, we're going to do that. A couple of uh, local radio stations, and I'm working on trying to get into uh, Tyler Perry's uh, production company over there. So, hey, that's going to happen in October. Uh, just go on Facebook, look up the pages, Juice Radio Show, uh, Juice Radio Show, GoFundMe. We're just trying to raise that money for our youth. We're taking about 12 youth to uh, Atlanta. We're going to stop in Memphis, too. We're going to st- stop overnight, stay in Memphis and stuff like that, you know. And it's going to be a great thing for our youth, you know. So we can, we call it the, the tour of a lifetime <laughs> for our young people. Yeah, hey, in the studio we go, we've got a, a great cast of uh, <clears throat> people, activists who are doing things in the community. You know, um, uh, supporters of families uh, with diabetes—not diabetes. I'm sorry, <laughs> I said sickle cell. That's me. I'm the one with diabetes. You know, so <laughs> with sickle cell, Velvet Watson, Jeremiah Watson in the house, along with Edgerex. Charles Harper and Damali Wilson. So we're going to be kicking it and uh, talking about all these issues. And the Back to School Bash is coming up this particular Saturday that we're all involved in. We did it last year, y'all, and it was off the chain. We had people, oh, man, just from everywhere. They was lined up around the fence just waiting, waiting to get those backpacks and to get in. And uh, it was just festive very festive and a lot of vendors were there we had live entertainment 
food was going on, and it was just so. If you miss last year, you need to attend this year. You know, so that's what you really need to do. Hey, gonna take a little break, and we're gonna come right back. I gotta pay the bills. That's what they say, pay the bills. You know, and um, that's what we're gonna do here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. That's what we. Uh uh-uh. oh. Y'all know I can make mistakes here. It don't matter. So it goes like that. All right. We'll be right back as soon as I get some of these commercials playing. We use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services. A full-service media company providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any promotional screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsa at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Tulsa Midtown Embroidery. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, 
you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. That's right. Wait a minute, Credit Shiro, here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. And boy, we have uh, the supporters of families with sickle cell disease, and along with Edurek in the house. And how are you guys doing? Awesome. Well, hey, well, welcome to the show. And we're going to dig into it. Uh, Velvet Watts. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Doing good. All right. Damali Wilson. I'm in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Charles Harper. I'm up in here. What's up? Jeremiah Watts. What's going on? Okay, great, great. Well, you know what? Before we dig into it, we're going to talk about several things. We're going to talk about each one of your, your companies. And also, uh, we're going to talk about the big bash that we got coming up, right? Oh, yeah. All right. We'll talk all about right. that. So, uh, Velvet, let's talk a little bit about... Um, Supporters of families with sickle cell disease. I know you've been doing this for a while, and it's very important to talk about this in our community, right? Because uh, we don't talk about it enough. Right, you right. Know? We don't talk about it enough. So tell us, um, how long have you been in business with this uh, corporation, this company, and where did it start and uh, all of that? So um, Supporters of Families with Sickle Cell Disease has been established now going on 14 years here in the great state of Oklahoma. Uh, We are the organization that um, services the entire state of Oklahoma uh, with education, outreach, and awareness concerning sickle cell, thalassemia, CC disease, and the inherited traits uh, associated with that hemoglobinopathy. And so um, our organization started as a family support group. Um, myself and my husband, our son was diagnosed in 2004, and at the time, uh, we worked with the Oklahoma chapter that was here. And then in 2009, um, due to the state budget falling, the funding was eliminated. And so at that time, we kind of decided either we were going to do something or do nothing because there was still only one entity for the state. And so um, we was just a support group, and we worked with the families, um, the individuals mainly. And we decided that we would become the center of community support and education and outreach. And so we've been doing that now going on uh, 14 years. We're contracted with the state Department of uh, Healthcare Authority here in Oklahoma, and we're also the state lead for the HRSA Newborn Screening Grant. And we provide a lot of different uh, education to families and clinicians and providers and those within our community. And we also provide certain services for the families, uh, one of them being uh, kind of family support and enrichment services. So we help with medication, we help with food, uh, we help with uh, hospital assistance, uh, we help with funeral expenses when someone passes. And it really is a labor of love. Uh, The one thing that we know is that uh, sickle cell disease truly impacts our community disproportionately. Mm -hmm. And we are not educated about the disease, nor um, sometimes do I think we want to know about it. Mm -hmm. I think we are afraid of uh, what it may mean. 
uh, to our family or the community, and we just kind of look at it and keep on walking. Kind of push it to the side. Kind of push it to the side. Mm -hmm. But sickle cell disease is the number one genetic disorder in the world. Mm -hmm. It is the number one Mm -hmm. blood disorder in the world. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I think we have to wrap our heads around that. Mm -hmm. And this disease has been around over 110 years. Mm -hmm. 110 years. That's a long time. A long time. Mm-hmm. And in 110 years, we only have two FDA-approved medications. Two? Two. 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 Why do you think it's ignored? Um, you know. Um, I think that we have to get serious and be honest about um, who people believe the disease impacts and why it's been mm-hmm. uh, ignored for so long. <clears throat> you know, back in the day, um people believed it was just a black disease. Mm-hmm. And so since they said it was a black disease, well, then, they didn't care about it. Huh? Well, and nobody else seems to be impacted, but mm-hmm. it's never just been a black disease. Mm-hmm. It's always impacted uh, any ethnic group. I gotcha. And so um, when people, I, I always tell people, if you look at just the migration of how we came to America, um, we suspected that there were a lot of people who was moved to America that had sickle cell. And uh, when you look at even the continent of Africa, Mm -hmm. the upper part of Africa, they don't really see sickle cell traits um, because sickle cell trait was seen along the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. And the trait was a protective barrier against malaria. Mm. So when we look at the Mediterranean, um, River, you see it in Italy, so Italy, Turkey, Greece. Mm -hmm. You go down and you may see uh, in Pakistan, uh, those types of area. I tell people even Israel has a sickle cell clinic, and a lot of people are very shocked. And so our job is really to dispel the myth that this is just a disease of black inheritance because Mm -hmm. that's not true Mm -hmm. and i think when people can see it more as just a disease Mm -hmm. versus a color with the disease then people will begin to Mm -hmm. take more notice of it you know we don't go around saying native american diabetes no or you know black heart disease Mm -hmm. we just say heart disease Mm -hmm. and i think we have to take these types of diseases and destigmatize them and let people know that uh, a person impacted by sickle cell disease did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. They had no control mm-hmm. over inheriting it mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. It just what fell in their genes. Mm-hmm. And I think when we understand that and we understand what impact that it has on the family and the community, then we are able to have more compassion for the person and their family and what they're going through. Yeah, I understand that. You know, I got a little story I want to tell you guys uh, in reference to sickle cell disease. I grew up in my childhood best buddy had sickle cell disease, you know, and we went to school together, neighborhood boys playing out in the fields, running around. Well, in life, he took a different turn in life and got incarcerated in the system with sickle cell disease. What ended up happening, uh, I stayed in touch with his mother and father throughout the years, and he took a bad turn. So he was scheduled to die inside, you know, the walls. So they said, well, we're just going to let him out. 
So they let him, released him from the prison system because, you know, he was on a timeline and they were saying, well, he's out of here with sickle cell. So while he was in, he was buffing up and getting his health together and stuff. And he, they let him out to be with his wife and kids and family. So he was out and about. So his death date went past the due date. And so they incarcerated him again and put him back in the prison, prison and he died on the inside. Wow. wow. Yeah, because, wow. you know, he didn't die on the outside like they anticipated. So you got to come on back, buddy. You know, wow. So that's what wow. happened. But see, I learned a lot about sickle cell. I could see him in pain at times. And, uh, you know, sometimes he couldn't do some things. And, you know, it's a serious d- disease. It really is. And mm-hmm. it, it is really catastrophic for families. But I always tell people there's hope. Yeah, there's hope. And there there is hope because you don't have to suffer in silence and you don't have to go through it alone. And I think that's part of the hope that there are others who are out here surviving, thriving, and they are uh living and managing uh sickle cell mm-hmm. and thalassemia and they are doing it well. And it's up to us as individuals and communities to, number one, be proactive about our health. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our health. It's our life. Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure that we are willing to, number one, do something about it. And, you know, research. You know, research is really important when it yeah, comes it to having mm-hmm. certain conditions and seeing what the new trajectory is for a certain type of illness can also provide you hope and can give you options to know that there are things that are coming down the pipeline that will be able to help you live longer, help you live better, help you survive and thrive. And so uh, for us, we are um, strong advocates uh, for sickle cell and individuals and families with the disease because we know the uh, hardship. You know, we walk in their shoes. We're not uh, exempt from anything that happens to others. We walk through many things with our son. Mm-hmm. And so we understand the impact that it has to a family financially mm-hmm. or emotionally or spiritually or even physically. Caregivers get very ill and sick as well because they become overwhelmed and they're trying to care for that individual. And so I always tell people to see what you can do. Get involved with your community. Get involved with organizations that are actually putting their feet to the fire. They're out here in the trenches. They are working with people every day. Uh, I tell a story. We just had a recent uh, interesting occurrence that happened at one of our hospitals where one of our young persons was put out. And we don't talk about those things. We don't talk about the treatment that they may get in the hospital or the uh, biases that come with the disease and the prejudices that people have when uh, you are looking like black and brown people and you're coming into the hospital with an unseen disease. See, I tell people with cancer, you can see an outward impact. With sickle cell disease, we call it an invisible disease because unless you've had a stroke or some other major uh, complication that has left you with an impairment, you may never know someone is living with this disease. 
And so the treatment when they go to the hospital or different medical facilities can be very different and can be very um, what we call marginalized. And so I always encourage people, you know, don't sit in the background. Come to the forefront and uh, get involved Mm -hmm. because we need your help here in Oklahoma. And if, you know, people are around and they want to volunteer, they can always Mm -hmm. call us um, at our offices. Well, well, let me ask you this. What are some of the early signs of sickle cell? How would you actually know that you have the trait? What are some early signs that, that come about? So since sickle cell disease is a genetic disease, Okay. That means it's part of the genetic screening that Oklahoma began in 1990. So uh, sickle cell was mandatory tested in 1990. And all babies who were born in uh, what we call... Um, from kinda, 1990? From 1990 in mm-hmm. the hospital. So St. Francis, St. John, mm-hmm. uh, OSU, those hospitals, um, they were tested for sickle cell trait, sickle cell disease. And they would have received a, uh, our letter was in a red envelope. Other people, I'm not sure what Mm -hmm. color theirs were, but they would have received something from the state health department telling you either your child uh, blood test was abnormal and you need to have a confirmatory test six months later, or your child has sickle cell trait and we want to offer you genetic testing. At that point, uh, for those children that was diagnosed with sickle cell disease, they would give you the number to the state nurse. It would go to your uh, health care provider, uh, so your PCP, pediatrician. And then uh, for those who had the diagnosis of sickle cell trait, you could contact the genetic services there. And that's how most people found out. Um, now, for those people who were not in that category, What I tell people is that people found out all sorts of kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. Some people had jaundice, meaning their eyes were very yellow. Some people had consistent pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, One young man, he lost sight in one of his eyes. So he had uh, a tear in his retina. And when he went to the uh, optometrist, uh, he said, I don't know what's wrong, but I'm going to tell you, you have two things, diabetes or sickle cell, and you don't have diabetes. And that's how he found out he had sickle cell disease. Mm. Uh, he lost sight in one of his eyes. And so, so it causes blindness. It can cause blindness, mm-hmm. yes. And so we had one young man, I guess he was, he was a, we called him a seasoned senior. Mm-hmm. But three months before he died, he found out he had sickle cell disease. And he was in his three months. Six, three months. He had never been tested, although he had siblings that had sickle cell disease, and he'd had problems throughout his life, but no one ever thought, hmm, maybe we should test him too. Mm -hmm. So three months before he passed, he found out he had sickle cell. And so those are the stories I think for me are the most hurtful and painful because uh, you know that they've suffered throughout their life, Mm -hmm. and nobody Maybe they didn't know. They didn't think about mm-hmm. it. It just didn't cross their mind. Mm-hmm. Question. So say our family had had multiple children or something with sickle cell disease. Do you ever run across that? Oh, yes. Where they, we you do. Have two or three kids got it and everybody got the trait and stuff? We do. Uh, I always tell people it's like Russian roulette. 
So uh, it takes two people who have sickle cell traits to have a one in four chances of sickle cell disease. So it's a 25% chance every pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So we've had families that have had three children all by the same mother, father. One received sickle cell disease. I shouldn't say received, inherited sickle cell disease. One inherited sickle cell trait. One inherited nothing. Then we've had other families that their children was the 25%. All the children had sickle cell disease. I mean, two and three children and wow. in the hospital at the same time on different floors. I and that, that really mm-hmm. does something to mm-hmm. me. It's mm-hmm. like Jesus. Yeah. But um, you you've seen it. You've seen it. I've seen it. And um, we always tell people, uh, I can't tell you whether or not to have children. I don't do that. I can tell you to be educated and make informed decisions mm-hmm. because whatever you do is going to impact your life. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to deal with whatever those consequences are. Yeah. So if you have sickle cell disease and uh, you're out there uh, <laughs> doing what you do, then your child subject to yes sickle cell disease, right? It is if you uh, mate with somebody so else. Mate with somebody else that yeah. has sickle so cell traits. You're taking a, it's you're almost taking, taking a, a gun and it's Russian you know, roulette. Yeah. So we always tell people uh, the question people ask: Are you having sickle cell sex? And people are oh. like. Really, nobody thinks about that. So I tell all the young people, uh, go back, have a conversation with your parents, whether or not you have been tested. If you were born after 1990, go back to your parents, ask them, what did the test say? If they can't remember, go back to your doctor and ask them, say, I would like to have an electrophoresis. That's Mm -hmm. a screening for sickle cell and tell them the add-on thalassemia Mm -hmm. because that's another trait Mm -hmm. that is inherited. And say, you know, I want to know. Just go get tested, just, huh? Just know Every, what's in your genes. That's everybody needs to get tested. Everybody huh? needs to be tested to yeah. know what's in their genes. Because the one thing I tell everyone is that any type of diagnosis that um, a family receives that there is no cure for, no universal cure for, it changes the core of your family. Mm. It changes who you become. It changes how you move throughout life. And you have to find a new normal. So um, education is powerful in more ways than one. And we all should be moving toward making sure we understand our health so that we can live better, we can live well, and that we can educate our children. Mm-hmm. That's good information, you know. So tell our listening audience, how can they get in touch with you? So if people would like to get in touch with us, they can uh, call us, of course. Our number is 918-619-6174, or they can go to our uh, website, which is www.sicklesaleoklahoma.org. That's our website. Um, And then what they also can do, they can email us. it's long email, so write it down. It's uh, S with W I T H sickle cell S I C K L E C E L L at A T T dot net. And let me make a correction to that website because I get I see the I. It's actually www dot uh, Oklahoma sickle cell dot. Okay. All right. (laughs) Now, you and Jeremiah, you guys are tag team, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about it, man? Tell us a little bit of of what your experience has been and uh, what you think about it. Um, 
my experience was that, uh, like she said, she's from Chicago. I'm from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I never knew that I had a trait. I never knew what sickle cell disease was or what sickle cell trait was. I've heard it um, about dealing with my brothers, but other than that, never really paid attention to it. Um, and so as a man and as a father, we look at it totally different. Um, we receive it totally different. So a lot of times when I go talk, I try to get the fathers involved because a lot of times the fathers are standoffish. Um, because we as men, a lot of times we got we try to solve an issue. Well, this is something we cannot solve. Um, this is something that we blame ourselves for. Uh, we look at it and say, okay, did I do this? What can I do? I'm stuck. You know, so if it wasn't for Velvet, um, I probably wouldn't be involved. She forced me to. She pushed you into uh, it, man. Yeah, she basically, and I, I, I'm not ashamed to say it, yeah. that, that if it wasn't for her, she made me get involved. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't allow me to stand and sit on, on sidelines yeah. and not do anything. So when our son had to be up at the hospital for four and five days in my head, I'm wondering, why do it take both of us here? We ain't mm-hmm. doing that. But I had to stay there. So we both up at the hospital, stand there, sleeping there. I'm a big man. Trying to sleep at the hospital in those little chairs and stuff don't work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I had to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, when my son got shots and different things, as a man, you don't feel it. And so because I wouldn't show my emotions, um, she was wondering, you don't care. You don't worry about. She wasn't. She didn't know that I used to go to the bathroom and cry. She didn't know that I used to, uh, when they wasn't around, that I'm I'm in tears. I'm hurting. I'm trying to figure out what's going on because as a man, we've always taught you need to be strong. strong you can't show yeah. those emotions. You got to be strong for your family mm-hmm. because if you're not strong, then they're not going to be strong. And so sometimes as men, we don't know how to handle it. Um, and so I had to finally say, okay, this is what's going on, because finally I just lashed out. Did you? Yeah, because it, every, all of it was pinned up. And I was like, I do care. I do mind. I do bother me. This and that and that. And, that, and letting everything know what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Because it bothers you to see your child having to get shot. It bothers you to see your child can't do some of the things that you end up. And you have a boy. Mm. And you want that boy to play football. You want that boy to play basketball. That's what you did. And they can't do it. Yeah. That So now you're trying to adjust your mindset as a father to say, okay, I have to plug in. This is not just the mother's responsibility. And so that's why I try to teach fathers that it's not just the mother's responsibility. It's your responsibility too. That child needs you just as much as they need that mother. And if they don't see you and the only one they see is that mother, now you put more stress on oh. your child. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that can be causing them to go into more crisis than anything because of what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. And so trying to get them to understand that and talking to our young boys and young men and just trying to be an advocate out yeah. here. In the well, do they, do they understand what you're talking about at a young age or is there something, any kind of way you can just you know, get into their heads to get them to understand what, what they're all about. What's, you know, um, With our young men that has, that has sickle cell disease, it's 
they are already defensive to a degree, and they're already angry um, because there are certain things that they wanted to do. We had an individual that they wanted to be a certain thing, and every time they got ready to do what they needed to do to go to that point, they're going to a crisis. And so they were in the hospital, and so they have to come back and relearn and all over again, and right before it's time to do it again, they end up in a crisis. So they, they almost feel like they're failures. And so it's a point of trying to tell them you're not a failure, and you're trying to show them the things that they have overcame mm-hmm. um, to increase their self-esteem, to let them know they can do more and do things and introduce them into certain people and trying to um, – get them into other things that might be able to help that won't put so much stress on their bodies and teaching them how to, because they want to be normal. They want to, they want to have, well, have, most of your audience is adults, correct? Okay. So they want to have sex. They want to, they want to, uh, yeah, you can talk about that. They want to, they want to do the normal <laughs> thing okay. that, that young boys do and they can't because if they have sex, it can cause them to dehydrate themselves. And cause them to go into a crisis. Or pass the trait. No, not oh. pass the trait. It's the oh. point. It's, I'm talking about they help themselves. Oh, themselves. So they can okay. be. You have you have you have a young man that's having sex over and over. Now they end up getting dehydrate themselves. Now they end up breaking their body, their body down. Huh? And now they're in, they're in a hospital going to crisis. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to teach them. Okay, when you went to that last crisis, what was going on? What was happening? Well, I was having sex. Okay. The last time when you got went into a crisis, what was going on? Well, I was having sex. Okay, so we need to adjust. Man, you gonna have a crisis having sex? Yeah, uh-huh. so you're trying to kill yourself for your sex. Mm-hmm. So it's just changing their mindset, which is not easy. It's a steady process. Mm-hmm. So sex is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> Not good, but it can be detrimental to your life if you don't know what. Yeah, if you don't know how to manage, Mm -hmm. it it can be detrimental to your to your health. Wow, wow, a lot of things. So, what what are some of the early symptoms again? So, some of the early symptoms, if you have not been tested and Mm -hmm. received a uh, official diagnosis, is uh, pain. Uh, jaundice. The pain is this full pain. body pain? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just, uh, it depends. Uh, your eyes can be jaundice, meaning mm-hmm. yellowing of the eyes. What we see in uh, young people uh, delay puberty, so they don't grow at the same uh, rate as their uh, counterparts, uh, those types of things. Uh, I always tell people, uh, specifically now, since there are more things coming out even about sickle cell traits, and how people are needing to care for themselves, even with sickle cell trait, it is best for people to, number one, know their body. Mm-hmm. Number two, talk to your family about your health. So when you say know your body, a 10-year-old, um, 11-year-old, uh, so, a young person, you teach, so you, you, teach, teach, you, teach, you teach You teach them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like our son, our son, what we did is he, he wanted to play basketball, and uh, Jeremiah has had um, five pneumonias, two ileuses. And it did some lung damage. And so um, we had to teach him what was his limitations. But first, I needed to let him find out. So, okay, if you know that running up and down the court, by the time you've done it five times, you are totally out of breath. Uh, 
What do we need to do? How do we adjust that? Mm -hmm. And so it's working with that child. He used to run up and down the court and, and he would do it so many times and his feet would be hurting. So I would say, well, how many times can you run up and down the court before your feet hurt? So it's number one, bringing it to their conscious thought to say, how do I reprogram this so I can do some of what is being done mm-hmm. without putting myself in a situation where I have to go to the hospital. But it's also teaching the parents, too. It is. They don't want they don't want to feel bad like they're keeping their child from doing something. Mm-hmm. And so they it, it's teaching the parents that that you're not uh, hindering your child, mm-hmm. you're helping your child. Mm-hmm. And so it's teaching them to say, okay, my child can't play AU basketball three and four games in one day. They might be able to just play one game, and and not feeling bad as a parent because you thought more about your child's health than this basketball mm-hmm. game and what they wanted to do. Do you get resistance from the parents, some parents, uh, oh man, he can play, yeah. you know, you're talking about, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you get some parents that are resistant and some parents are fearful. So I think sometimes we as parents can uh, swing one way or the other on a pendulum when you have children with special needs and understanding that balance is the key. And that's just with life. Balance is the key and understanding, mm-hmm. you know, if I had a child that didn't have any special needs, I don't want them in a 95 degree heat for two hours playing basketball. I don't want that. Well, you have someone with special needs. Now, you know, they can't do it. And so it's creating this atmosphere of communication and balance mm-hmm. and letting children know that you have uh, many, many talents. You know, I tell children all the time, you have great talents. Let's explore not just this. Let's explore some of the other things that I know you will be great in. Mm-hmm. So we have people who can gain. They can gain their, I mean, they can gain. Oh, I already know. Yes. Those young people. <laughs> yes. Oh, and so, it, mm-hmm. it, so then we say, can we expose you to what gaming looks like? Mm-hmm. You may not ever be able to play basketball because you had you a hip replacement, but you can game and mm-hmm. you can make some money mm-hmm. in gaming mm-hmm. and you can have control of your mm-hmm. time. And having different organizations. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, now, now the, public, the public school system, uh, do they implement any of this inside the school system? You know, because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of students who carry in the sickle cell trait who go to public schools. Right? Yes. Wouldn't you say so? I would say there are quite a few in Oklahoma. That in Oklahoma, in the school in system. In the school system. In yes, the everyday school who yes, have sir. these traits. Do they have any type of programs in the in the school system about sickle cell? Not that we are aware of outside of maybe you may get a piece of it out of your biology class because it's part of science. Well, I was just saying part of the school system itself, like, uh, hey, Johnny got sickle cell and, you know, we need to, you know, Unless, monitor, monitor him or she, uh, you know, Susie or whatever. So unless the child, <laughs> unless the child has uh, gone to school and done an IEP, an IHP, or a 504, yeah. you will not know whether or not they have a disability. And so I encourage parents, if you have children that have special needs, whether it's sickle cell, type 1 diabetes, autism, whatever it may be, you need to have an IEP 504, an IHP plan, IHP, Individual Mm -hmm. Health Plan, for your students. And so at that point, 
the team should talk about things that they can do to encourage self-esteem, you know, promote self-efficacy, build up that child so that they know that they can do other things. So that should be part of your team discussion. Uh, I'm not sure all people do that, Mm -hmm. but I encourage parents to do that. And uh, we even have gone to some of the meetings with the parents because it can be a intimidating factor going into a setting with so many other people that you may believe they know more than you. And that's and a whole so, other process. Yeah, and yeah. that's a whole yeah. other process. Because you, the teachers sometimes, if they don't do enough, they go too far. Overbearing. And so, and so now you have to try to come back and say, okay, I didn't. I'm not saying call me every time Johnny do A, B, and C or this happens. I'm saying just monitor. You ain't got to monitor. Uh, that's so, what and so now they go too far. So now you got to say, okay, we got to let's ring this in. Let's do some other things. But the school system has to be willing to work with that parent and that child, and not think they know everything or what's going on because you're with that child every day. So you know more than what that child what's going to go on with that child. So you got to be able to work together as a team. And if you can't work together as a team, it's more harmful for the child than helping the child. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if they had any um, programs implemented into the school system for our children with disabilities. Outside you know? of the IEDA, uh, which is a federal, it's a federal mandate. Mm-hmm. So outside of your IEPs and 504s, most schools, uh, unless, the principal has created some inclusion aspect. You know, everything is should be and it's supposed to be open to children with special needs. So mm-hmm. all clubs, any of that. But something specific I have not ran into, and this is me, my experience, I haven't ran into something that is just specifically uh geared toward uh children only with special needs because they're supposed to be inclusive. So the whole objective of having children with special needs in school is not to make them feel like they're, they're special. They're special. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like special ed, huh? Well, special back education the, is a back, service. Yeah, well, back then, back people, then, yeah. Back in the day, you know, you had your special ed. Man, you in special ed. <laughs> you know, and everybody yeah. be teasing and carrying yes. on and all of that. And so our objective is to eliminate those types of barriers and those types of uh, things that would invoke mm-hmm. those types of emotions. Mm-hmm. Man, great information. And it's much needed information for our community. So once again... Give them that address, that phone number, and all that contact information so they'll know. So our offices is located in Edgerack, which is 5424 North Madison Avenue. We are in Suite 9, and our phone number is 918-619-6174. And our email address is sicklesale, S-I-C-K-L-E, C-E-L-L at A-T-T dot net. You can call the office and ask for Jeremiah, Willette, Mary, and or myself. Mm-hmm. Our offices are 10 to 3, Tuesday through Thursday, and Monday and Friday are by appointment. Uh, so if you ever are in our area and you need some help, you need some information connecting with physicians or providers or help with uh other type of uh, social services, psychosocial needs, please give us a call. And we are also on, also on social media. Social media. Yes. yes. 
Great, great. Well, look here, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Edgerick, uh, Damali Wilson, and Charles Harper, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Hey, Velvet, just stick around, <laughs> Jeremiah, y'all stick around, and we're going to be right back. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. You got that, man. 
Oh, yeah. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And uh, in the studio, we got Edric as well. The Molly and Charles. Hey, how you guys doing? Fantastic. Can't complain. How great, are you, sir? Great, great. I'm doing fine. Welcome to the show. You guys have been here several times. Molly, pull your microphone up a little bit. Yes, sir. There I you can. go. Right. How about that? That, that sounds awesome? good to me. Charles, you in there? Turn it a little sideways right there. Nope. Other way. Right there. There you go. All right. We good? Tell y'all good? Bam. Because, you know, we we not formal right here, so you ain't right. got to worry about <laughs> none of that formality stuff. But anyway, like I said, once again, welcome to the show. You guys have been here. We've been in partnership for a long time, and uh, I love you guys and all, you know, every, Aww, everything involved with it. You guys are doing some great things out at Edurec, you know. And first of all, tell us about Edurec and how it got started. I know how it got started, but you tell our audience. So Edgerick was the vision of Bishop Melvin Cooper and First Lady Joyce Cooper. Um, It was always their desire to be able to have um, a safe facility for children to come and to be able to do activities, um, to be able to provide services for the children of the community. Um, And so that's kind of what we've kind of created is um, a resource melting pot is what I'd like to call it. Um, so we have all type of activities. We do spring break camps, summer camps, after school programs. We have evening programs. Of course, we partner with everybody under the sun that's trying to do something positive for our youth, um, which is why this is a perfect partnership with supporters of families with sickle cell and mm-hmm. the Bobby Eaton show, because mm-hmm. you guys all do the same thing. Um, it's try to, you know, help encourage the children, you know, in the community. Which so. is a good thing. So, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Pastor Cooper is a great man. I mean, you guys have done so much in our community. I mean, you guys house Edurec, Education right. and Recreation, right? Correct. Uh-huh. And also, you got the 36 Event Center. Right. You got, uh, what, World One Ministries? Yes, World One for Christ. For Christ. And, I mean, so much, so much. Pastor Cooper is something else, isn't he? A visionary uh, be yeah. before his time. Before his time. <laughs> yes. And you guys uh, are right in the trenches running a lot of this and making things happen right here. So who came up with all the concepts you know, of Edurek? How did that pop up? Did you guys just kind of sit together and start t- just throwing things out of your mind or what? I think it's just kind of based on need. What do you think, Charles? Well, I think our, our mission is just yeah. trying to help one kid at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, the mission is reaching out and giving right. youth. That's what we focus on. But we are a youth and family, family fun. fund mm-hmm. center. Youth and, and a lot of family. People, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people don't know we've had weddings and mm-hmm. wedding receptions and uh, class reunions and surprise 80th birthday parties. Right. And, <laughs> I mean, and um, little parties for regular kids, princess room. We got a movie center. Yeah, I've seen all that. Lab, like, football, big football field. And we got basketball. Plenty of space. It's right. a lot of space to do a lot of things. So basically, just a hub for people to be able to come together and partner. Mm-hmm. Like right now, which has just been a blessing, we don't have not one space available in that 53,000 square feet facility this year. We maxed, we are maxed out this year. So that's, that's, that was the, yeah. that's the yeah. goal. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't have no more space. Every um, square foot inch in that building is gone. Somebody did it, which would be good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so we're, we're excited about that. And we just thank God and we just humble that the community will trust us that we can get together. Cause it's not easy cause mm-hmm. we people, you know, but we just try to always stay at the uh, table to talk and to communicate and just try to get it right. Cause a lot of times 
it's hard for us to just kind of work together and make things happen. So I'm right. just happy yeah, that we are willing to just work through that. And what we do, um, Bobby, we just do it over a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, always talking about food. Things get bad, just go grab a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. And everything's all right. <laughs> everything's all, everybody eats cheeseburgers. <laughs> and everything is all right. But uh, yeah. That's good. That's so good. But, uh, See those kids ride their bikes there direct or walk right. up and to when it's a, like a teacher walk out and we still can provide a space for a hundred kids and, and a feed them, which is a big deal. Yeah. Food, food, yeah. food. And speaking of food, you guys have a program over there. Uh, food on the move. Food on the move. Tell right. everybody about food on because I've been there, you know, I'm gonna show up sometime. <laughs> you know, right. Bob, Bobby Eaton coming through. <laughs> You know what I mean? Food on the move. Right? Man, that was a partnership with Taylor Hanson, man, with yeah. the Hanson brothers. Hanson's, you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, he had the desire to just be able to um, have something productive in the community where he saw there was a need and we, the food desert out here in North South. So that's still pretty sad, but congratulations to Vanessa for having this grocery store coming. Oh, right? yeah. Right. We look right. forward to that yeah, one. Right. But, but which is a, I, another I reason why we are there. Yeah. Got to get some greens. <laughs> got to get some greens. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. to have that one. And we when we first started that about all, going on five years, we've yeah. been doing food on the move. Bobby, you was at like the like the first one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure something how you fast mean, time yeah, go right. by. Man, time mm-hmm. passed quick. Yeah, we're going on five years of food on the move, but we started out feeding about fifteen families. Now it's about yeah. four hundred and fifty mm-hmm. families that come mm-hmm. out right. every yeah. month, and not it's not just food, but it's resources. You know, we have. Um, my boy on the ones and twos. Ramal was there last time. Yeah, yeah. DJ, 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 DJ Ed. DJ Ed. Oh, yeah. Him, him, yeah, yeah. And, him and, 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 and They, they buddies. So yeah. you know how they go. Yeah. St. John's. The health department come out. Mm-hmm. Um, OSU Extension comes mm-hmm. out. Um, Tulsa Tech Barbers come out. That's a huge right. partnership with right. Tulsa Tech we've been yeah. having for about five years. Yeah. Um, they'll I be see all there. those barbers in there giving free haircuts. Free haircuts. Right. Yeah. Right. And they, they bring their um, cosmetologists and they do Manic- um, manicures, manicures well. and everything, mm-hmm. huh? You know what that's called? That's just called giving, showing mm-hmm. some love, man. Right. An act of kindness, yeah. you know, toward others. So Building self-esteem. You know? Yeah, self-esteem building right. and all that kind of stuff. And we need that in our community. That's right. You know, to uplift and, you know, let everybody know that, uh, hey, there's more than just hanging out in the hood, not doing nothing. That's right. There are programs and things. That, see, that's the one thing about um, mainstream media that I be, they never really show the good side of North Tulsa. Right. They always show some shootings or killings or something. But we got great programs. We got a lot of good things going on in North Tulsa, like Edurec for our children, you know. So uh, we want everybody to know about these programs and stuff that we got going. That's why I do radio. Right. So I can have the community come in and we can all talk about it. If you just reach one person, that's right. It's better than reaching no per- nobody. Right. So if this, it's it's good. For them to get that information, you know. So over at Edgerick, I know the time. Going back, when I first set up, I set up out there. Me you and sure Tasha, did. Me oh, and yeah. Tasha, yeah. Right. We had our little shirts on and our little tent. <laughs> it was ready. Out there, and I said, I said, who is that white boy over there with that sound system? <laughs> right. I didn't know Taylor. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't know he was one of them handsome. Right. You know what I mean? And I went over there and I talked. Hey, man, what's going on? Let's tell Taylor Hanson. Taylor Hanson, one of the handsome. So I said, oh, okay, <laughs> one, of, one of those handsome. Right, the handsome. Yeah. So, and I said, oh, they didn't partner it up. So they've been doing it over and over. And, man, I've gotten a lot of things uh, from just food, all kinds of potatoes, mm-hmm. cucumbers, right. you name it. You know, just going Everything. through the line with my little ticket. You know, 
my little ticket going through the line. Ain't no shame in my game. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes you have those food trucks out there, too. Yeah, right. Bohemian trucks. Miss Woo. Miss Terry. Miss oh, Terry. you better ask somebody. I love all of them, but, man, Miss Terry got more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what yeah. I do like is good quality food. Good quality so food. So sometimes people feel like if you do something like this, that maybe you just kind of throw in some. No, we make it um, first class. Mm-hmm. And, class and it's one of those things where it's not a handout. I mean, it's a pay as you can. Yeah, right. Because um, donations and it's donations. You just give mm-hmm. a donation. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things with music playing. Yeah, and, it's, it's festive. You know, don't do you know, you guys do this once a month, right? Yeah, once yes. a month. Once a month out at Edgerick. Tell us where the location is. So that is at 5424 North Madison Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at the cross streets of 56th Street North in Peoria. Old Wiley Post. School. Old Wiley Post. Old YWCA. Yeah. Remember that yeah. from back in the day? Yeah. Yes, yeah that's yeah. where we're located. So what time does your day start? Ooh, our day? Yeah, your day at work. Man, my day, I think my day never ends. How yeah. about I was up at 3.30 this morning sending emails and text messages. <laughs> So I was like, will you please go to bed? <laughs> well, you know, she's a servant, so you know how she is. Right. Velvet does the same Velvet. thing, doesn't she? We twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you got to remember because it's stuff going on in Edgerick all day. Yeah. All Even day though long. we're primarily at evening for our programs. But right. like we say, we got um, different counseling agencies and other people that are in there. And I think, when well, I don't think, well, this year we got crossover school is in crossover there. Crossover so Lions. That's right. That's right. Yes. How year, many so students did they bring? 130. Woo. All boys. And school started yet? School started Monday. Oh, my. All boys. I got to come over there. Sixth grade yeah. through oh, ninth some grade. some mentoring going on. Huh? Oh, yeah. 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 But they are awesome. They are awesome boys. I mean, they, yeah. They Discipline are, and awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because yeah. we need that with our young men. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm just into that part of it right there. Yeah. You know, you know, what's so funny? Men, I don't know what's going on, but it's like our summer camp this year, it was 80% boys. Yeah. This year. And we've been having it for five years. Up. And I'm like, what is going on with did, all did those? Did it increase? Normally, the, man, more girls than boys. All the time. Normally. If uh-huh. you have something, always more girls than boys, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, but no, it's, it's something going on. Mm-hmm. 80%. They was like, what are the girls? It yeah. was like five boys to one girl this mm-hmm. summer. But, yeah, it was. And boys are rowdy. They rough house your building, eat mm-hmm. too much. We got to right. figure out the snack program yeah, all over. Right. Yeah, right. And they want to get on the roof and jump and flip. And, and, flip and, yeah, you hey, need sit it. down, boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, you got to bring some insurance policies out here. All this testosterone. Right. No. You got to be like a football coach. Right. Like a coach. Yeah. Yeah. got to be yeah. like a yeah. coach with them yeah. boys all right. up around there. Yes. Wow, that's good. That's yes. good. Man, all those boys. Mm. Yes. So what else is going on off in uh, that building right there? Okay, you got you got them. Mm-hmm. And what else you got going on? Well, right now we're gearing up for the after school program. Okay. So when, when school starts, then we'll be picking up kids in North Tulsa, mm-hmm. um, bringing yeah. them to our facility. In the van, huh? In the van. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be um, providing a snack. Okay. You know, and helping kids with their homework mm-hmm. and providing activities for them to do until their parents are able to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's every day. You, typically, by the time the kids get there, it's around four o'clock. Um, and they can be there in the program until six thirty. Six thirty. Right, and then mm-hmm. you know they couple, just have a couple good time. hours. Huh? Yeah, a couple hours couple to give hours parents time to get off. So of how do they and... enroll? To, I mean, to be in that particular program, and and does it cost? So it's fifty dollars a week. Okay. Um, and you mm-hmm. just give us a call at Edgerick nine one eight four three zero three nine four seven. Fifty dollars. Yeah. Fifty dollars a week. I wish that was around when, when my kids. People need that. When, when, 
Mm-hmm. When people say that's too much, I tell them it's $10 a day. You so know what? $10, we're going to pick them up, we're going to feed them and do hey. all their homework. They'll, yeah. go, they'll go out to Golden Corral and spend more than that. You know? You know what I mean? And yeah. go to different places and spend more than that just for a couple of hours. But right. the kids are awesome. This is and, uh, another thing is all our kids in after school every year are all on the honor roll. Yeah. They're on the honor oh, roll. They're getting they students get of the month. month. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. I mean, we spend time with them. We do a lot of life skills. So mm-hmm. it's not just that, but we do life skills. We do etiquette class. Mm-hmm. We may take them golfing. We may do, well, we'll mix it up a little bit, but we right. make sure that education will take you a long way. Yeah, it will. It I will. just felt like I was sitting See, in the class. And these are the type of things. <laughs> I like hit Andrea Mom put me in the class. I'm like, man, was that like something 101 in college? But I definitely feel wiser, right? Sickle now. cell 101. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm gone. Send them down there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let Zilva take care of them. Right, right, right. I got you. I got you. Yeah, they'll be in order. So that's great, great. So you got uh, bus drivers. Any Anybody I might know? You, Mr. Wan, you don't know Mr. Wan. I don't know Mr. Wan. Oh, yeah, Wan, Tim, yeah. 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 yeah, I know. He's oh, been out after school van driving yeah, for three years. I've been knowing him Wan forever yeah. in a day. Oh, he's excellent. He's a great yeah. guy, too. Yeah. Him and Cheryl, yeah. they're good. Yeah. You know LaWanya, LaWanya Rush? That's our, our school teacher. LaWanya Rush? LaWanya? I'm not sure. Yeah, you might know if I might know if I see her. I'm bad with faces and names anyway, so that's the way they go. So, Charles, your day starts what time? <laughs> later, much yeah, I'm later. The, I'm, the, I'm the later guy. The later I'm not guy. that three. I'm not doing nothing at three, you four, three to six. I'm second shift. I come in when the, when the sun come up. I don't right. deal with the rooster, none of that stuff. I come, I'm, I'm coming in about nine o'clock, real strong. When real I come in, I come in hot and heavy though. At about nine o'clock. But anything before that, no. Uh, Demala, you already there? Huh? I'm already there, sure. done. I'm about ready to take a nap. Now, time you get done up. with that. Yeah. You that second shift, huh? We, right. Basically during the day, we're in a lot of meetings and stuff. Yeah. A lot of you meetings know, throughout the day. Yeah. We're partnering and those kind of things, mm-hmm. or maybe just um, brainstorming with other groups. Like, the, the think about how many times we've met just to talk and yeah, brainstorm. Sure. We do that with a lot of people, people in the community. I know and, you guys go through it, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. a lot. But it's yeah. good. Relationship it's good. building. Relationship yes, building. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. everybody knows about you, and everybody in the community loves you guys, you know, and what you're doing right there. You, you guys have partnered up with um, Asbury Church, right? Yes. They yeah. come over and help, right? Yeah, yeah they we, do a lot. I came over one time and they were painting and stuff, painting, man, yeah. and cleaning up and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's really what um, got Edric off the ground and, and flying, to be honest. We got that big building, 53,000 square feet, 15 mm-hmm. acres. It was like, woo. They were helping a big out. One. So we partnered with a program they have called Second Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if you have, like, a huge organization and you need some help, they do it every second Saturday. They bring in a busload, paint, clean. I've seen it with my own fixings, eyes. All that stuff. And. It's been like probably the best blessing we've had. I mean, we started with them from day one, and we still do Second Saturday in their mm-hmm. service eight years later. And they bring their away. children over. Children yeah. come out, you know, not out. just yeah. adults. The children coming over, painting and cleaning up, and you know, mm-hmm. for a few hours or something like that to help out. That's it. I think that's one of the best things that we can do as a community is to learn how to serve other people. That's it. We are so self-absorbed, and life is all about us and what you can give us and what you can do for us, but we never want to give to anybody That's else. That's why I call you the servant. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I call you. Every time I see, every time I see her, she just doing stuff. Just on the go, doing. Damali, sit down for a minute. Take a break. I'll right, hey. in a minute. She just be going, man, like that energizer button. Yeah. I said, where'd she get all that energy at? I know. I she, know. Uh, she started working with me, and I'm like, when I get tired, no. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know how you push. 
pastor. I pray. I sit down and rest when I pray. You that's the boy Jeremiah. Jeremiah's like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh-huh. Let me sit on my stump uh-huh. and drink some water and just take a breath for a minute. I need food. I need Where's food. food? The mother don't even need food. No water. I'm like, you just run for 12 hours off nothing. You don't need no energy source. No nothing. Just, huh? You and the Lord. Just yeah, the God. <laughs> I need food. I need four meals a day. Just, 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 I need that. I thought yeah. it was three meals a day. Uh, four, five. You go in the wrong direction. Go up. <laughs> go down. If you want me for a meeting, just food. Breakfast, food, lunch, and you won't be there. I'll be the first in. one there. Everybody else canceled. I tell them I got to reschedule. You got food. I'm going to be that, that is, meeting. That is for the food meeting. Man, that is right. But you guys were great as a team. You know, and I know Velvet and Jeremiah were great as a team. And it's good to have a team. And one of these days, maybe I'll get there, huh? Yeah, you got Sponsor Ray. Yeah, but Sponsor Ray is... Ramal the Juice. Huh? Ramal the Juice. I got Ramal the Juice and Trey, my friend. I got a little team over here. You got a little team? Yeah, Sponsor Ray. Yeah, Yeah, Sponsor Ray's good. And I got, you know, we hang out, so yeah. yeah. What are you doing? You training people and sending them out. You train Mario, sent them out. Yeah. um, what's, what's her name? Who? Um, the, it's on the, the radio now. On the um, radio now. I'm Sean. You're talking about Aubrey. Aubrey, yeah, yeah, you training she, them and shooting them out of yeah, here, Bobby. She's full time at uh, K Jams over there. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, you're training you know, them up and right, shipping right. them out. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's my way of giving back. Right. You know, because we don't have a lot of broadcast journalism for blacks. Mm-hmm. You know, just over here, this is the only little thing we got. Right. So they come in here and learn a little bit about media services, and we train them up. Right. And matter of fact, we got uh, one of our uh, Juice members. He's going to Jackson State. Yes. Yeah, and he's uh, down there with a couple of other yes. of our Juice members. Oh, we got yes. three Juice members awesome. down, and they're they're putting together the podcast and everything yes. down there. Good job. Yeah, they're yes. setting it up Juice. down there in Jackson State. That's yes. awesome. And, uh, so that's a little awesome thing. So we got a couple of little things going on. I. We wrote a, little, a couple of character reference letters and yes. all of this stuff that they can take with them and, you know, go to the local uh, uh, radio station at Jackson State. Right. And they're, they're going to be, hey, awesome down there. Yeah. I can gotta, already tell. You got to pull on because when you think about us sitting here, you remember you were at Shop Some Peoria. We did a back to yeah, thing at the event center. Then right. they had one going on. Uh-huh. And we was able to sit down at the table and say, man, look here. Just kinda, we can do this together. Yeah. And that's the thing. So like like um, uh, Jeremiah said, it's like four back to school bashes. That's too many. You can't make it to all of them. Man, you got a whole you bunch of them going on. I've, work I've, together. Had a couple of, I've had a couple of phone calls from people uh-huh. asking me to help they're back to school bash. Right. And uh, I'm already involved in a back to school bash. Right. I can't right. put that effort in there. So me and Ramal and all of us talked about it. And I'm like, well, they asked for a couple of people. They're doing it for the first time. Oh. And they, the first time, and they don't know what to actually mm-hmm. do. Right. You know, so give a little advice and uh-huh. tell them because anytime we can get together and do anything that's going to uplift our children right. we, is a good thing. But you can't participate in everybody's stuff. Uh-huh. You know, oh, your okay. plate is full. You're walking around with all these steaks in your plate, right. you know, and potatoes <laughs> and all of this kind of stuff. So you just can't do everything for everybody, right. but you can give advice and you can help. That's right. You know, and the best way you can do to participate. Back to school bash this coming Saturday. Yeah. Talk yes. about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 
So going to your point, we have a young lady, um, Miss Mary, who decided, yes, good job, Miss Mary. But um, are you guys talking about Mary Jackson? No. no. What is it? Is her last name Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. Mary. Okay. More love, More love. Yes, 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 yes. I know Mary. Yes. Quite, quite well. Yes. Uh-huh. So Mary yeah. talk, contacted me and said, "Hey, we're trying to do a back to school bath. Same thing. Can you guys donate?" I said, "No, ma'am, can't donate because we're doing a back to school bash as well. Mm-hmm. But." You're welcome to come and, you know, sit in our meeting and join mm-hmm. us. So she came over, and Mary has been running like a wild woman. Oh, has she? has been, yes. Mm-hmm. So she's been working with us, and so she's partnered with I'm, us. I think I'm a little confused. Is it Mary Jackson? It, it is. is. Did, no, he's, he's thinking about. Did you, you guys uh, had a receptionist named Mary. Oh, Mary. Oh, oh, Mary. Oh, oh, Mary, Mary Jackson. Yeah. So it's two Mary Jackson. Yeah. Right. Wow, yeah. so this is another. Yeah. So Mary came over, she's running like crazy? Yes, yeah, she's, she's working with us. More love, more love. Who? More Love Apparel. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So okay. she's with More Love Apparels, and she went out and got school supplies, and we are just extremely oh, well, that's great. Going. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. That's collaboration. Yeah, to have another partner to come yes. in and join in and doing some things. Right. You know, and that's what our community needs to do. Right. We need to help and support each other, join in and uplift each other and give us knowledge and participate in these programs like the Back to School Bash. You know, it's going to be a lot of people out there. So tell us about what's going on out there uh, on the premises. Oh, gosh, it's going to be so much uh, going on. So the plan is is to have vendors. Um, we're going to have food. How many vendors do you think yeah, you got? Velvet, you got the so, You have the list. Kind of, kind of yeah. Bella, so we have, uh, over 25, we have over 25 vendors that will be out there. Uh, the title is called Spreading Hope. Uh, back to school bash for children and youth with special needs and disabilities and their families. It is not exclusive for children with special needs. Anybody can come. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that this population had something that they could actually be part of. Right. And so we have over 25 different uh, vendors that are coming. Oklahoma Parent Center, Sooner Success, Sooner Start, Oklahoma uh, Rehab, uh department will be out there along with IMSA, the fire department. Mm-hmm. We'll have Good Samaritan van. We have the bookmobile. Uh, we have uh, gentle gestures. We have the caring canine. They're the therapy dogs. They're coming. They're therapy dogs. Yes. We are excited to have a place that can be something of a one-stop shop. We'll have Oklahoma Disability Law Center, Youth at Heart, uh, that will be out there. We'll even have the doula organization called Well Baby. They'll be out there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we gave resources for the entire family. Right. And so uh, we're very excited about mm-hmm. it. And we want people to come out and bring your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have it where it is ADA accessible, meaning that people who are in wheelchairs will be able to move around and mm-hmm. get around. We want people to understand that. Mm-hmm. So if you want a backpack. Well, I'm just going to say once they get all settled in, mm-hmm. you're going to hear that room room coming through, too. You got, the motorcycle motorcycle club. Yeah. you got the switches, you got all that, so the okay. car club, individual, all of them coming out yeah. too, so, um, okay. yeah, those it's, clubs, it's huh? be, mm-hmm. yeah, in a loving kind of way, with backpacks on their back, they're going right. to slide in, so that's always exciting for kids, yeah, for kids riding in with backpacks on, right. and then the car motorcycle club, they were just last year, they're coming, so it's going to uh, be yeah. a lot going on. 
Yeah, yeah, I just have to throw that in there because yeah. I don't want nobody to hear that and get nervous. Yeah, get right. Nervous. Like, right. Come behind the bookmobile. It's like, what that's behind the bookmobile? And, you know, I don't want nobody to get scared. That is too funny right there. So that's going to be good. So to sign up for those backpacks. It's going to be a line. You know, it's going to be a line. It's going like to be a line. It's going to be a line. Yep. And they need to register by 1230. So registration will be cut off at 1230 outside of the people who are already in line. Uh, there are some lessons that we learned last year, and we want to make things uh, Smooth smoother, a smoother mm-hmm. transition. We want people to have uh, be uh, able to be happy, enjoy it, because it's going to be hot. So we want to make sure that we have provided enough um, what we call order, right. uh, re- restructuring, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that people will have the ability to get what they need mm-hmm. and to also have a memorable experience. experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's inside these backpacks? A so little bit of everything. 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 <laughs> we got spirals. We have pencils. Huh? We have pens. We got rulers. Glue. Rulers. Uh, crayons, crayons, what, scissors, whatever they need for school, for school, we try to give give them that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just want them to be enjoy themselves and to be happy. One thing I do want people to know is that we will have a 504 and IEP training. Yes. Oh, out from, there. Yes, from one oh. to one thirty, the executive director of Oklahoma Parent Center will actually be coming to do that training. That's and great. we're giving a special door prize. For the individuals that can that attend that entire training from mm-hmm. one to one thirty, yeah. it's not gonna be outside. We are gonna be in the cool air. I ain't doing no training. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be in that cool air. Right. 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 Cool right. inside. So, but we are going to a special training for parents that need training on five hundred fours on IEP. Mm-hmm. Free food for anything? Food like on that? the grill. You gonna yeah. the smoke? The smoke gonna get you, Bobby. The smoke. Well, food on the grill. It's, on, on the it's grill. only hot dogs, hot dogs now. It's only hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. We're not doing no grill. We're not doing no brisket. Come on now. Yeah. 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 Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. My favorite is gonna be the snow cone. That's where I'm going to be hanging out. Where you going to see me? Free snow cones. Oh, yeah. Which is nice. Free popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. Hot dog. Hot dog. Popcorn. That's what I want to try to say. Just bring your family out. I mean, the kids are going to get the better. We're having a good time. And they get entertainment. So we'll have live performances from those in our community. Right. Community people. Always. Awesome to hear those in our mm-hmm. community, right. and that would be great. It's gonna be fantastic. Yes. It's yep. gonna be good. Leaders, I talked to Kevin. He said yeah. he's gonna come through. Okay, and talk, talk to Regina. Bit. Regina yeah. said she's gonna yeah, come we through. Need so them. we got leaders we need, that's gonna. Yeah, we got leaders that need to talk and talk yeah. to the community. We got, a, we got a few pastors coming in. Okay, a little, yeah, little, little late, right, little right. late, but they coming. They come, they come. <laughs> little late, little late, <laughs> okay. but they coming to work. We 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 gonna put them to work. We got the pastor down the snow cone machine. Pastor down the We putting them to work. What about, what about the volunteers? Now, what if oh, somebody man. wanted to become a volunteer and they said, man, I want to help. I want to do something. I want to participate. What can so, they do? So um, on the Edgerec Facebook page, we actually have a post with a link where people can actually sign up to volunteer. I believe it's the same thing on the right. Sickle Cell page as well. Right. It's uh, through Sign Up Genius. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can reach out to Christy Boyd. Christy and Boyd. Uh, her number, I can let me see if I can pull up. Christy's number. Christy yeah. wasn't me that gave out your number. That was Velvet. It's Velvet. <laughs> it's Velvet passing out the number, 
Oh, she said they have them contacted. Yeah. Gonna have somebody call her from Jerusalem. But it's nine one eight four zero nine seven seven three zero. If you have an organization that you would like to come out, say you have some youth and they need some service hours, give Christy a call because she can plug them in. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Langston. They're going to come out and volunteer. Oh, Langston's coming out. Okay. Langston University. You know, and I you. think just a shout out to our community. I mm-hmm. mean, there are so many people that are going to, you know, come out to volunteer that have been calling us saying, hey, mm-hmm. we want to come out and help, and help, you know, and, and to do something. Um, we've got the Oklahoma Air National Guard. They're oh, going to okay. come out and just help us with order and making sure that people are, you know, doing what they going need to do. Going in the right direction, right. Huh? yeah. You know, so I think that's, that's awesome, you know, for you to just give up your, you know, that's your Saturday, mm-hmm. that you could be doing anything else, but you want to come out to be a part of this great event. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate that. We have several different organizations or companies uh, that are giving, you know, donate. It's a great thing, you yeah. know, because normally uh, I get a chance to meet a lot of our community right. up under the tent. Yes. And right. then I can invite them to the show like we're doing right now yes. throughout right. the year. Networking. You're networking and they can express themselves. It's such a good thing. Get some business cards, right. do some networking and help somebody. Yeah. Right. And you know what? Food on the move is gonna be out there. This food time. on the move. Okay. Food on yeah. the move is gonna be, gonna be out there. That's the a big food truck coming. Food trucks they are bring coming. a couple food they trucks to extra. Yeah. We yeah. might Hey, I don't. You don't know what they might. I don't know you what they're they they gonna do. Huh? But it's always something good. Yeah. Uh-huh. So hey, let that be the surprise. That may be the ribs and briskets and that kind of stuff that yeah, you know. I was speaking there of. He came down to the history. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about. Hey, yeah, now, yeah. I do want. I said it right. I want the community for coming out awesome. last year. Thank for coming oh, man, out. Last year was, a, it was, was a, it was it was off the chain. It was about two hundred people in line before we even I know. Started, before no. we even got started. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say at least a couple thousand people came through yeah, just over the span so. of the whole yeah, span time. Thing. It yeah. was great, but that's, in and out. But to trust us. You know, with, with with getting you what you need, right. then that's a big thank you. Yeah. Well, we want to thank all the uh, those uh, law enforcement agencies yeah. that came out and helped direct traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to thank the pastors for right. allowing us to use their parking lot. Yes. Uh, they're allowing us again to use their parking lot, so we really appreciate that, yes. mm-hmm. and uh, we're grateful for it. You yes. know, because last year I saw a lot of uh, community leaders out there. Yes. And I saw some. I even saw Kunzweiler out there. Yeah. Uh, the, the DA and, yes. and Deborah Gist came out there. She right. did. Superintendent. Yeah. You yeah. know, and all of these people like that, they showed up, you know, and hopefully we can get people involved and they can participate. Next time, they, hey, if they come Saturday, let's put them to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't got no problem with them. I don't know. Huh? I'll tell them in a minute. Yeah. I'll put on snow cones. Yeah. Snow cones. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. make some snow cones. <laughs> put some popcorn in the bag. You right, know? right, right. Well, we are, but we Yeah. So mm-hmm. the thing about it, 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 it's a lot of hard work that goes into this. It's oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, know. You, just with your you guys, up, but. you guys have been working hard. I know you have. Yeah. Well, I would like to thank the committee for uh, collaborating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so important in this day and time that we work together. That's mm-hmm. right. And that we let people know that we are able to work together mm-hmm. and to pull something together for our community. So it's many good. people think that we can't, but yeah. we can do anything yeah, we, we put can. our minds That's to. right. Yeah. You, you know, uh, 
back on most just a few about a month or so ago, I did a community festival. Yeah. yeah. Right across the street here. Right. Had about twenty five vendors and some food trucks and the same kind of setup, a little smaller. Right. You know, right. little little jumping Jupiters and all that just kind of stuff. And the rain kind of the knocked rain us out. Yeah. Yeah. Rain yeah. got out. We were know. coming over here. I know. And, you and, told me yeah, like, y'all were coming dang, over, the and the rain kind of knocked us out. Hopefully, that won't happen. Oh, it won't Saturday. be no rain this week. It's no. going to be 95 degrees. Ooh, I talked to the weatherman smoking, personally. Huh? Yeah, I'm we praying to the Lord yeah, that so, we get yeah. a cold front. You can bring it. <laughs> <y'all. laughs> I don't know no cold front. <laughs> praying for a cold front. Cool word. You know, cool word. Cool is bad. 75, 80. Yeah, last year. Well, there'll be a huge tent for vendors, and there's a tent. For uh, other people to be able to eat under, I do encourage people. If you have a, if, I mean, there's room for a little pop up tent, right. you know, because there there's that big field. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want to bring that and put your lawn chairs under, mm-hmm. or your blanket under, feel free yeah. uh, to do that because this is a community engagement event. Uh, for the community, mm-hmm. and we want people to come out and be able to be comfortable. Yeah, right. The start time is what eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. That's mm-hmm. a, that's when it starts, and it mm-hmm. ends at three. Yeah. Right. If it was, if I were you, I would probably come early. I'd probably come about yeah. ten thirty. Yeah. I'm gonna come early. Get lined up at ten thirty. Right. But, mm-hmm. but please get there by twelve thirty because that's the cutoff. That's the cutoff for the, the register for the backpack because we don't want we want peace and love all day yes. long so don't and get there at one o'clock i'm so, I'm so glad that you're registering for those backpacks Rest, uh, yes, because yeah. i've seen and experienced those backpacks and different things people who don't register and they'll go through the line get a backpack and come back all right now you go back and get some more right. Next thing you know that whole right. thing they got about five backpacks mm-hmm. right. you know and they only have two kids right <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean and they're getting some for somebody else or something like right. that yeah, so remember this one is called spreading hope spreading so hope. Not, let's spreading not do hope. that we're trying to spread yeah, hope spread give one of them five game. backpacks to somebody yeah we're not trying to do that so we <laughs> right. put a lot of work in to be professional <laughs> nice we want to make sure right. people eat and get what they need so right. exactly we're trying to create um an enjoyable experience you know mm-hmm. and i and I, another thing i'd like to do is to say thank you to all of our friends on our facebook page mm-hmm. because of you our facebook that flyer has circulated the globe yeah and so many people know about this event so mm-hmm. you know to all of our facebook friends we really appreciate mm-hmm. you for getting the mm-hmm. word out i mean there are businesses that are you know sharing this information mm-hmm. um and, and just putting it all out there mm-hmm. so I, I just really feel like we're going to have a really great mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. even though it was, it was great last year but i think we're going to do be better, better, this, better year, this year um, because so many more people now have heard about what mm-hmm. we're doing they understand that it is a collaboration mm-hmm. we've got some other great um people that have joined forces mm-hmm. with us so mm-hmm. you know we just really are appreciative mm-hmm. did we did we get voter registration we didn't get they that. did not contact me but it's not too late well if, i mean, uh, if I, they mean want to. I, I registered a vote over here you know and miss joyce williams yeah, she yeah. does that joyce, so, she only uh, just walks around, she just walks around right. and finds right. people up so, so she's I definitely welcome to come yeah, out yeah, and yeah, walk I'll, reach out, I'll reach out to her again you know to get some the election people. is coming up in 2020 that's right please do register the vote you know Especially our 18-year-olds. Right, right. You need to get them signed mm-hmm. up. Some people feel like it doesn't do any good, but Thank to you. register to vote. You know, I've had that conversation, too. I ain't going to do no good, but uh, voting put Obama in, uh, right. you know, right. in office. 
you know, it was a black vote. Mm-hmm. You know, so we need to make some change because we got to get this idiot out of there. You know, <laughs> I'm calling. I said it. I said it. He's an idiot. You know, we got to get him out of there. You know, that racism thing is real heavy. So got to pray, pray to move that out the way. Right. You know, that's something it. like that. So that's the festival that's going to take place this weekend, you guys. Yes. Don't miss it. Don't Mm-mm. do it. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Right. And Don't. if your company is looking and they're wanting to donate, please, please, please give us a call. Give Damali a call. Give the Sickle Cell Office a call. We mm-hmm. are still needing binders, uh, composition books uh, for uh, pencil holders. Pencil holders. Like pencil pouches. Those yeah. pouches. The pouches that hold yeah. pencils and all that. So definitely, if you're looking uh, to put Water. your Water, water, Gatorade, Gatorade, lemonade, lemonade. It's gonna be warm out, so we need to hydrate our people. Drink some water. Yeah. So if you are looking for some place that is a worthy cause Mm -hmm. and that you can get a tax deduction, right? Those are important. That is. You can definitely check with uh, either Edgerac or Sickle Cell. Sickle Cell. That's great. That's great. What's those numbers again? I need to know some numbers. Contact information. Edgerec is 918-430-3947. And uh, you can call Jeremiah at 918-926-0100. Oh, yes, call Jeremiah. Jeremiah, yes. Jeremiah looking over there. Like, don't call me. Don't call, call Jeremiah. Jeremiah. He's giving his office number. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was looking like, what? Yeah, that look on his face like, what? The you said call the office number, Take a little break, and uh, we're gonna come right back. You're on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories. You know, I'll play that old school, so you know, for right now. We'll be right back in a minute, so stick around. Make me wanna stay 
Oh, yeah, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. Hey, and uh, keep in mind that we're here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturdays from 12 to 2. You know, but this Saturday, hey, I'm going to be out at the bash. You know what I mean? I ain't going to be. So if y'all calling in looking for me, you might not find me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, We may do a little live broadcasting from out that way. You know, so with the Juice Radio Show, right? Just to keep things, or I may pay a, play a rebroadcast show. Anything, never know what's going to happen over here at Eden Media Services, located at fifteen thirty three North Norfolk, here in the heart of Black Wall Street, North Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, and I think this year in the school system, uh, not to get off track, I think they've implemented uh, Black Wall Street. Massacre, right? They're going to start teaching it this year. 1921, Rachel Massacre. Massacre, right. So that's going to happen this year. I wonder how that story is going to be taught. You know, it got me concerned about that. What are you guys' ideas about it? Well, I don't don't know. You know. You think it's going to be told correctly? I mean, you know, is it going to be sugar-coated or, you know, know, from those textbooks and stuff? It's hard to sugarcoat a massacre. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not hard to sugarcoat. No, you, you, know, you can leave you out, can leave out some stuff. Leave out that part. Mm-hmm. Leave out this, and you tell a part where it don't look like you you were so bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You were so bad. It wasn't in a bad that bad. It is my hope that you know we're coming up on the centennial. Oh, that's gonna be something. You know, so that our city can heal. You know, then we just need to go ahead and just tell the truth. You know, about truth. what happened. We can't change what happened, but we can definitely learn from it. Mm-hmm. And we can definitely make sure that it never happens again. Right. And get an understanding from what happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you just need to tell the truth and just be honest. You, you know, it. a lot of my dad is uh, 84 years old. Right. And his dad was down there doing the massacre. Wow. You know, my, my grandfather was about 23 mm-hmm. when the massacre took place. Right. And he told my dad some stories that really haven't been told. Wow. And I'm saying to myself, wow, dad, I didn't know it was like that. You know what I mean? He said, yeah, because we don't tell our stories. We let them come down and get information from whom they want to get it from. And they never go to the real sources, you know. And then one thing about it is, they will come to the seniors and, and want you to give all this information, mm-hmm. but they don't want to compensate you for right. that information. Right. They, right. But they want to make documentaries mm-hmm. and movies and, and all that and make money and off, make money of, off it. of it. Right. You know, so my dad kind of stopped telling some of those stories. So he only tell it to certain people. Right. And when he told some of those stories to me, I was like, wow, Grandpa told you that? He said, yeah, Grandpa told me all of that over here in the barbershop, you know, because they used to talk. Mm-hmm. In that barbershop over there, because that's where um, the civil rights movement for North Tulsa started right. in the barbershop next door. Right. Uh, Don Ross, Bernard McIntyre, my daddy, Homer Johnson, right. all of them would hang oh, yeah, out in I that. Know. I know Mr. Johnson. Yeah, they yeah. would hang out in that barbershop every day. I was a little boy. I used to push the broom a little bit and sweep <laughs> up and stuff like and watch dirty magazines and stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that they had off in the barbershop, you know, back in those days, you know. Mm-hmm. And I used to see all these prominent, strong black men coming together, and they'd be talking, and sometimes they'd be yelling, and sometimes they'd be talking about this and talking about that. 
and they uh, there was a restaurant out in Northland mm-hmm. called Borden's Cafeteria, mm-hmm. which didn't allow blacks to come in there and eat. Mm-hmm. So they went out there and picketed Borden's Cafeteria, and my wow. dad was the first one to get arrested. Wow. He got arrested, and they threw him down home and all them. They put him in jail, you know, for, for protesting. And uh, when you hear these stories and you see how all these strong men used to be back in the day, because if you did something bad in the community, they didn't have to always call the police. Right. They go handle it themselves. Mm -hmm. And the pastors were always approachable. Reverend Chappelle, uh, Mm -hmm. Reverend Roberts, uh, uh, Reverend McCutcheon, and all of them, they were hands-on. You could always touch them. You didn't have to always make no appointment to go see your pastor, but you could touch them. You know, and uh, that was a working community, you know, before uh, integration came in, which it killed all of that. So I'm just saying that, you know, our community is in need, N-E-E-D, of black people pulling together, doing positive, influential stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, Mentorship, you know, hey, you guys volunteer for something, you know, take two hours out of your week, you know what I mean? A volunteer. You can do that, you know, out of 40 hours. I mean, what, how many hours a week is it? You can volunteer. You can go cut Miss Johnson's yard. She's 86 years old. Stop over there for an hour and take a lawnmower and cut her grass. You know what I mean? You can go over Sabrina's house. She got a little nine-year-old boy. You know, take him out, mentor him and stuff like that, take him somewhere. You can do these kind of things. You know, they're so easy to do in the community. Right. When you take the time out to encourage and uplift. And that's what we're talking about. You invest in your community. That's right. Invest in your community because what I'm seeing in our community is a lot of gentrification starting to take place. Mm-hmm. It's coming on back in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for example, Quick Trip opened at Pine and Peoria. Right. It is the number three Quick Trip in the country. Wow. Now. Number three. Wow. You know, as far as sales. That's our dollars at work. That's mm-hmm. our black dollars <laughs> at work going into Quick Trip. So I went up there and I talked to the uh, regional supervisor and had a conversation. I said, well, man, what are you guys going to do in the giving back to the community? Well, we got some things that we, oh, well, I want to see some, we want to see some things coming back. They run out of gas up there. Oh wow! You know that's how bad it is. You go up there, it's gas ran out. People lying long like you know. Quick trip is fast, right? Right. You know, right. It's supposed it's, to be a quick trip. It's supposed to be a quick trip. A, a, yeah, it's not quick. Quick, quick, <laughs> quick as you want it to right, be. Exactly. So we got a lot of that going. Things going. Burger King is getting ready to open up. I went up there doing the construction and went on the inside. And I said, "Well, your jobs. What about your jobs?" They said, well, we want to hire. I said, you need to hire some people in our community to come in here. Well, send them on by. So I made a post. And I shared your post. Yeah, right. I made a post because she said for them to come on by and apply. Right. You know, we need jobs in our community. We need things to happen. That grocery store is going to be a good thing. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what uh, we're involved with. And so. Let's get some more soldiers uh, you know, in yeah. the Army. Yes. Yeah, we need more soldiers in the Army. A lot of people always want to do something, but they don't know where to go, who to talk to, where, what can I do? I want to volunteer. So my job here at the radio station is direct traffic. Yes. As they come, I can hook them up with 
you know, call this person, call that person. Because everybody comes through here. Right. You know, on a regular basis. Right. They be wearing me out. They be sitting over there on the sofa. <laughs> I'll be sitting all around here. And I'll be, I'll be like this. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Put me on, Bobby. Put me on, man. Next, you know what I mean? Next, you know, so it's all good, though, because I love it. You know, I love investment, you know, especially to our kids, you know. So that was great. One one day last week, uh, a lady bought me a plate of food. Okay. All right. I was just out of the blue. All right. She said, Bobby, hey, I know you hungry. We were eating, and I said, okay. I say she, you, you know, I don't know what she was trying to do. But <laughs> you know, she might, have, uh, she might have thought she was me. Yeah, I'm the one looking for plates. <laughs> and, and, and also, I went down to you know the new place down on 46th and Lewis, so, uh, right there across from the Quick Trip down there. Janet. Oh, Janet's Janet. across the street. Yeah. We went up there a couple of times. Yeah, I went in. I went to Janet's and uh, I ordered some food. And the, the lady at the cash register, she said, Bobby Eaton? I said, yeah, I'm Bobby Eaton. She opened up the cash She says, oh, here's a dinner for you. I said, wait, somebody bought me a dinner. Ain't that wow. awesome? That is awesome. Somebody had bought me a $30 yes. dinner. And I was like, wow, I had to spend no money that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me, and ba- me and Baxter was together. <laughs> I said, man, you know. I helped him out a little bit. But it's all good in the neighborhood. And you never know where your blessings going to come from. That's right. You That's just don't right. never know where they're going to come from. I had a gentleman, you know, I'm opening up the radio station, 89.9, and my antenna was laying on the ground. You know, I was laying on the ground. I'm saying, man, how am I going to get this thing erected and cemented in the ground? Ah, man, I got to find. He say, man, I'm tired of seeing your antenna laying down like that. Uh-oh. I say, what you talking about? He say, man, I'm putting that thing in the ground. All right. And that's what he did. Yes. He, wow. went, he went out and got a couple of guys who worked for the, the city that mm-hmm. he knew who put those telephone poles in the ground. Okay. You know, and they came over here, two of them. They took that thing and threw it up there, 10 pounds of cement, and stuck it in the ground. Wow. And I said, ooh, it's on now. There you go. <laughs> you know, so you got, you got people that will bless you and help you and do things. And, you know, it's all because of God. Right. You know, I give all that to God because, you know, I leave myself out of it because he's the one that's going to make things happen. Right. In I his think, time. And I think if we begin to think about that, we are yeah. that we are all part of this circle yeah we are all interconnected Mm -hmm. and whether what happens to me impacts you now or impacts you later it's an impact it is an impact and we need to understand that and i think we've lost that um you know my family grew up in the delta of the mississippi and they talked to us about families and they talked to us about neighbors and they talked to us about helping one another and uh, we got to get back to that because at the end of the day, we are all uh, human, we're mankind, and we are brothers and sisters keeper. Yeah, That's we are. not going away. Going nowhere. Not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Servants. Servants. Ain't that right, servant? That's right. <laughs> Servants. Servants. You were talking about, Bobby, people trying to get their, you know, trying to get their businesses going and getting things um, moving forward. I'll just, my only advice that I always tell people just, Get, keep your stuff together. You know what I mean? Make sure your stuff is registered. Make sure you file your Tight. taxes. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got all that stuff done because 
most of the funding we get comes from just us having our stuff together. Mm-hmm. People Tight. do their research on you before they even meet you. They they already right. know what they want to give you when they come to you. So if you just do good work, keep your stuff in order, mm-hmm. and your stuff will probably take off. Yeah. I had an organization come by here last week. They wanted to check it out. It was for donations. Mm-hmm. Right. And they came by, and they after checking it out, they made a decent donation. You know, and so like you said, having some of your stuff together and stuff like that, they had heard about it because, you know, like I said earlier, this is a different kind of business Mm -hmm. right here. Mm -hmm. This is, I'm not selling no food. You can't get no chicken dinner right here. You can't get none of that. You know what I mean? I can help you get some by advertising for you, you know, but uh, uh, it's a different kind of animal. And uh, when I took on this challenge, I didn't really know what I was getting into. You know, first I did it because I saw the need for the community. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Bobby, you ain't never been in no radio. You're a musician. You know, you used to be on the other side of the mic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to be on this side, I said, well, I had to learn, I had to uh, do my research mm-hmm. and all of that. Me and Sansaray and, and Ramal, he was already in the mix. And, right. you know, so we put it all together and I said, okay, this is going to work, mm-hmm. you know. And I've been, I've had some people call me from a couple of different cities that I know who asked, like Atlanta and back down to Houston, to say, hey, man, boy, you need to bring that down here. Just come on, pack up and come on back. Come on down there. And I got to thinking, I say, now, he's an attorney. They got all of this stuff. And, yeah, it would be cool, but the need is right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where the need is. You know, so you turn those opportunities down and you say, well, then me and Ramal got to talking. We said, well, man, Juice Radio Show. Why don't we start working on trying to open some Juice Radio Shows in different cities? Right. You know, like Juice Radio Show Atlanta, Juice Radio Show Houston, there Juice Radio go. Show Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And we said, yeah, we start. So we've been working. <laughs> we said, yeah, we, so we know people. Mm-hmm. Let's get them engaged. And we can, this can be the model. You know, and we could just set them up in different cities. I like that. It's yeah. easy. It's an easy setup. Right. Now, well, I tell everybody, you never know who's watching you. You That's never right. know. Um, what we found out, there's people in way in other states right. that we went places and they just mentioned Velvet's name and they're like, I just heard about you. Right. Like, <laughs> from where? <laughs> we, we didn't, we you never know, but you never know who's watching and how your name is mm-hmm. getting around. And right. So that's why you got to make sure that everything mm-hmm. that you do is on the up and up. Mm-hmm. I everything heard about you guys. Right. I heard about you guys before we actually met. <laughs> oh, always, wow. Huh? Yeah. I always say, oh, wow. Because yeah. <laughs> I think for us, our biggest thing is to do everything that we do, not looking for nor- notoriety. Exactly. Right. Because right. at the end of the day, you need to do it so that you can lay your head on the pillow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you can sleep in peace. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think everyone who works in the community, you need to understand that it's an honor. It yeah. is. It's a privilege it's a to privilege. help That's others. Right. Not everybody can do it. Uh, not everybody, of course, wants to do it. But if you have the gift, and it is a gift, to be able to help those in the community, then you should uh, put your gift to work to be able to improve the lives of others. That's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not always mm-hmm. easy. No, oh, no. Oh, no. That you sit down and you're like, I'm through. 
I'm right. tired. I'm, I'm not doing this no more. Mm-hmm. I'm, done. I'm done. Something else hits your spirit the next yeah. two or three days, and you get right back up and say, okay, I got, I'm going back and fight some more. And because right. it's a struggle, but the thing is, is trying to fight through that struggle mm-hmm. and keep going and keep going. Eventually, things is going to work out. Something's right. going to come but your you, way. You just got to mm-hmm. be patient. You got to be patient. You're right fighting. about that. You know, I had a homeless guy. Um, because I deal with a lot of, it's a lot of uh, transients that walk up and around the street going a quick trip all night, two or three o'clock in the morning. I'm up in, 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 I'm in the hood. Right. You know, and I had a, a homeless guy uh, that I knew. He pulled up and he, he parked his bicycle right where you parked your car. <laughs> but I you know, yeah. and he came, he came on in and he said, Bobby, man, this your place? I said, yeah, man, come on in. He came on in and, um. Got a holy shirt, a holes all in shirt. He wasn't smelling too good, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and all that. He was homeless, mm-hmm. you right. know. And I said, man, where you at? I said, man, I'm just on this bicycle. That's that's my home. And he just riding all around on the bicycle. And he said, wherever I lay my head, that's where I lay my head. He had a backpack and stuff. So we sit down in here and talk for a minute. And I said, hold on for a minute. So I went in the back and I got a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Came out, gave him a t-shirt. He was looking all around. He said, man, wow, blah, blah. I said, man, stop through sometime, you know. Come mm-hmm. through. I gave him a T-shirt. I gave him a couple of dollars, put it in his in his hand. Now, what he do with it is on him. Right. You right. know what I mean? But I did give it to him, and then he left. And I just sit here, and I said, wow, man, you know, I should be so thankful. And, yeah. I should be so thankful. All this equipment and all this stuff up in here and everything that, now, I need to be thankful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, because I could be on that bicycle, right? You know, riding around like that. Yeah, and that's just that's why you know. And I talk to a lot of the homeless around here. They know me. Some of them even look out for my place. Right. You know what I mean? They because will. They, they will. You, they will. You, you know, yeah. you you befriend them and stop them and talk to them. They gonna be, hey, hey, man, what's going on? What you doing, man? Hey, nothing. I'm going here. I give them a ride to Vernon Manor. They drop them off mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because some people are afraid to touch them, right. uh, to get involved, uh, to have a conversation with them. They're just afraid of you as you are of them. Right. I'm just saying in some cases. Right. So we need to reach out because mental health is serious. It's oh, serious. Yeah, it it's real. It's real. Yes. Mental health is real. You know, and a lot of uh, talented people have fallen by the wayside yep. behind mental health and stuff. They didn't lost their, right. never been able to recover, you right. know, and Well, I think our community we don't really understand how trauma has impacted us. That's right? true. And it has impacted us in ways that people probably never explained it to us, things that we do, uh, the ways that we behave. And so it's important. I tell people just like you take care of your body, you have to take care of your mental health the same mm-hmm. way. Same exact way. You have way. to be able to recognize and deal with and uh, confront you know, those things that may have traumatized you so that you can get uh, free mm-hmm. and that you can live uh, in peace in your mind and be in health. You know, the, there is a mind-body-soul connection, and we never talk about those things, how things are connected. Um, a lot of people are under so much stress, and they are having issues in their body, mm-hmm. not understanding that that is a connection, that that works together. 
And so, you know, we encourage people to please, you know, if, if you need to talk to someone in our community so many years ago, you went and talked to the pastor. Yeah, that, you did. that was the black church. Right. You know, that's mm-hmm. who you went and talked to. And I'm not saying don't go talk to them, but I am saying that we have qualified minority therapists uh, that have Christian backgrounds for those who would like that. But go see somebody. Don't sit uh, in silence and suffer. Because mm-hmm. mental health is real. And a lot of times people don't know where to go or right. who to talk to. That's right. Just that's why information is powerful to get the word out. They gotta know where to go. Or they feel that it's taboo. It's taboo. They that I can't I'm black. I mm-hmm. can't They're not gonna give problem. me anything. They're not gonna do that. I, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have a mental problem. I shouldn't do and so they don't go out and they don't say anything because they're afraid what other people are gonna say to them. That's true. Uh, because you are a black person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mental health has different stages. And so you got to understand who you are and where you're at. That's so you're so true. That's so true. And that's what it is. We need to really look into it mm-hmm. even more. I wish we had a uh, uh, like a big building just for that mm-hmm. somewhere, yeah. right. you know, where you can go and just check in and deal with some, some men dealing with uh, men and educating our young men, you know. I did a last year. I did a a segment up to you were participating in that, Charles. You remember oh, yeah. uh-huh. that uh, that uh, uh, man. I can't even think of the name of it. That's sad for me. Anyway, we had some young men and we had some adults. You guys don't yeah. you remember? It wasn't like boys and men, but it was no, some kind but of boys and men. Yeah, right. I forgot that. what the title was. It I'll was be good. shame. shame was and you told your story, and I was like, wow, I had never heard that story before. And that came from you. You know what I mean? I didn't know some of the things that you were telling about how your upbringing was when you were talking to those young men. Right. Yeah. So it was right. good. We need more programs like that. Right. You know, right. to nurture them and, you know, Things like that going on. Right. I agree. So once again, we got a couple of minutes left. Tell us, we're gonna go around, tell us how to get in touch and the big bash this weekend, talk a little bit about that, and it's gonna be good. Well, we just want everyone to come out to the spreading hope back to school bash. We want you to know that uh number one, you are loved, you are important, and we are community. And so it is going to be Saturday. Uh, it will be from 11 to 3 at Edgerec, um 5424 North Madison Avenue. Uh, come on out. Parking will be over at uh, Grace Apostolic and at uh, Holy yeah. Highway. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely want you to come out. If you need to reach the Sickle Cell Office, our number is 918-619-6174. Great, great. So, Edgerick, yes. how to get in touch with Edgerick? So, um, you can reach us at the facility, 5424 North Madison Avenue. Um, we actually have office personnel there from 9 to 1, Monday through Friday. You can give us a call at 918-430-3947. You can also hit us up on Facebook um, at Edgerick Tulsa, um, and we'd be more than happy to oblige you. We're accepting you know, binders, as, you know, you've heard before, you know, we need binders, water, you know, um, some of those items. So just give us a call and we'll we'll let you know what we're in need of. We also want volunteers, people who want to come out and who want to bless the people that are actually there attending this event. 
Um, you know, if you need community service hours, then we are all oh, of our okay, organizations good. are willing to do a letter um, to give those community service hours to you. But you got to work. Now, we ain't going to have you sitting under the shade tree, yeah, fanning yourself. No, you got to do some work now. We ain't giving you just a free letter. But, um, you know, so just, yeah, just come on out. You know, we're going to be there. We're going to be working. Right, right. Well, that's good, good. I want to thank you guys for taking your time out of your busy schedule to come on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. You're always welcome. The doors are always open. You know, so we just, I just want to thank you guys, okay? Thank you. All right. Well, you're on the, you've been on the Bob Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way this weekend. Hey, it's going to be the big bash, back to school bash. And uh, keep in mind, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, we want you to stay blessed and take care of yourself until the next time.